You are listening to a Bible-based message from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. We invite you to join us Sundays at 10 a.m. We also encourage you to visit riverrockchurch.com for more information and resources. Now here is today's encouraging message from Pastor Chris Tyen. Hi, this is Pastor Chris Tyen from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. And today I wanted to share about His loving sacrifice. His loving sacrifice. A great message for Good Friday. So if you give me a few minutes, I'd like to share an encouraging message, a great rendition of the old rugged cross, and an inspiring video clip with you. But His loving sacrifice, the second most amazing sacrifice anyone has ever made for me is my dad. I was an unplanned child, and my father and mother quickly got married. A few years later, the marriage was beyond repair. My dad, who was finding success and great opportunities as a professional musician, fought for custody of me, his young son. Um, Before that, he had a football scholarship to the Air Force Academy, and that was looking promising. And then he blew out his knee, and that was the end of that dream. So to see another dream come and then um, have a choice to make, was difficult for him, but he fought for custody of me. He was given a life-altering choice, which would become his ultimate sacrifice. The choice would crush his aspirations and cost him dearly. The judge in the custody hearing gave him a choice. The judge said, you can have your son or you can have your band. You need to choose. So he chose me, his son. The lawyer fees put him in debt for years. I was not the easiest child. He was in bands for over 20 years and also did well as a commercial artist, but I often wonder what his life would have been like if he hadn't made the sacrifice for me. Um, He did personally introduce me to Chuck Berry when I was 12, and he did get me Evil Knievel's autograph. So he did play in places that um, were surrounded by other famous people. I just wonder what kind of famous person he might have become if he hadn't made the sacrifice for me. He made a life-altering, high-cost sacrifice, and I must admit that I often take it for granted. I don't really think about it much. It was a sacrifice that was made, and I'm glad that it was, and I owe him a lot, but I take it for granted. I shouldn't. I think we do the same with Jesus. Jesus made the most amazing sacrifice in my life, the most, number one, most amazing sacrifice in my life, offering me the gift of salvation. And I believed it, and I received it, and I know I have it. So stay with me for a few minutes while I share with you uh, some scripture and uh, four encouraging points. Number one, Jesus was sent on a rescue mission. Jesus was sent on a rescue mission. So Romans 6.23 says, The wage of the sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, we all sin doing things against God's will, with our actions, our thoughts, even our motives can be sinful. We're in debt beyond what we could ever pay. We're spiritually bankrupt. And those wages, what we're earning when we sin, is death, the separation from God. But the gift, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God is holy. God is perfect. God cannot stand sin. Sin separates us from God. There's nothing that we can do. There's no way we could be good enough. There's no way any of us could ever live a perfect life. We're like a car with a bad front end alignment. 
The second you take, the, take your hands off the steering wheel, we go straight for the ditch. Isaiah 59.2 says, It's your sins that have cut you off from God. Because of your sins, he has turned away and will not listen anymore. That's the spiritual condition we are in without Christ. We don't understand. Without the Holy Spirit helping us to understand, without Christ paying the price for our salvation, we are hopeless, hopelessly separated from God. Ephesians 4.18 in the Christian Standard Bible says, They are darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them and because of the hardness of their hearts. And that is the condition of many people around us. They don't understand. They're separated from God. They have hard hearts. And we need to pray. We need to share Christ with them. We need to keep sharing Christ with them and keep praying for them. God loves us and God loves them. We all know John 3, 16. It's the first verse most of us ever memorize. We know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. So Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn us, to judge us at this time, but he will come back. He will come back and there will be a time of judgment. There will be a time when he takes care of those who reject him, those who continue to live in sin, those who are godless. But the gift of God, his eternal life, Jesus came to rescue us. Watch this presentation. You are Jesus' beloved. While we turned away from him, he turned his heart toward us. While we chased after selfish desires, he chased after us. While we made excuses for our misguided choices, pursuing an elusive sense of fulfillment, He emptied Himself to take the form of a servant. This unthinkable inequity, our Creator clothed in flesh and weakness for the sake of those clothed in iniquity. While we were lost and alone, He became a path for us. While we embraced the comfort of falsehood, He embraced us and showed us truth. While we were eclipsed in shadow, our spirits broken and dying, He became life and light to all. Our shepherd, our teacher, our savior and king. And when it seemed the world had given up, He gave up everything. At just the right time, when we were powerless, He displayed His power and purpose. While we stood accused, He accepted the accusation. He endured humiliation and the untold suffering of crucifixion. For while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Not because we deserved it. Far from it but because there has never been a greater love than the love of Jesus. Today, if you feel hopeless, He gives hope unconditionally. If you've been rejected, He accepts you completely. 
If your burdens weigh heavy, lay your fears and failures at the foot of the cross, for his blood has erased them entirely. No longer a slave, but an heir of salvation, you are his child, his chosen. You are his beloved. I really found that video to be encouraging. I think there's a lot of truth in it about the way that we go about our lives and we don't even think about what Jesus has done for us. We don't think about the sacrifice that he's made, the gift that he offers, or the job that he's called us to, to make disciples, to go into all the world, sharing Christ with people, teaching them to obey everything. Number two, Jesus suffered for our punishment. It wasn't easy for Jesus to pay for our sin. Jesus had to suffer. Jesus had to choose. Romans 5.8 says that God demonstrates his own love towards us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ didn't die for us because we earned it, because we deserved it, because we were good enough, because he knew that um, we were going to just be perfect in every way. No, he knows that we're sinful. He knows that we are uh, constantly being tempted to fall into sin. Sometimes it's not even an outer temptation. It's an inner desire that causes us to sin. But while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He died for you and I while we were still sinners. And a lot of us are saved and we still sin sometimes. Christ died for the sins of the past. Christ died for the sins of today. Christ died for the sins you'll even commit tomorrow. It's not a license to sin. But it is a confident assurance that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus in Romans 8.1. Anyway, Isaiah 53.5 says he was pierced. Jesus was pierced. When he went to the cross, they pierced his hands and his feet with those nails and that crown of thorns. He was pierced for our transgressions when that sword, that spear went through his side. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Those are sins against God. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed, spiritually healed, and it opens the door for us to be physically healed. If you are sick, you should call out to the Lord to heal you. You should ask the elders of the church to come pray for you, to heal you. There's not a guarantee that just because you ask that Jesus will heal you, but there is an open door of opportunity for you to be healed from your sickness. If you ask, if you ask in faith, we are healed. Verse 5, we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him, on Jesus, the iniquity of us all. We needed Jesus. We didn't even know it. He made a sacrifice, and for those of us that live 2,000 years later, we find out about it and realize what a great gift that is. What a great gift that is for us to receive, to apply to our account, so that we can be made right and whole and be accepted by God to be accepted so that we will spend eternity in heaven with Jesus and our Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit and all those godly people who have gone before us. What a great day that will be to be saved. Because number three, Jesus saves those who truly believe. Jesus saves those who truly believe. I mentioned this last week. I'll keep mentioning it. Romans 10, 9. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Would you turn to, if you're by yourself, and just shout it out loud, but would you turn to the person next to you and tell them, 
meaning it. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is my Lord. Is Jesus your Lord? For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. That's not just a belief in, well, you know, I guess I believe that it exists. Uh, That's a belief, like a confident uh, assurance, like the life uh, the lifeguard is coming to rescue you, and you believe that he can. So he holds out that that little rafty thing or that noodle thing or whatever, and you grab onto it. You're not supposed to grab onto the lifeguard because you could pull him down. Anyway, you grab onto it, and you trust that that lifeguard is going to lead you to safety. Jesus can lead you to safety. Would you call out to Jesus? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans 10, 13. River Rock Church wants to do everything we can to help anybody who will listen to our message, anybody who will be impacted by our ministry in Belle Plaine and anywhere around, to make sure that they go to heaven and not hell, to make sure that they have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, to make sure that they hear the message and have an opportunity to respond so that someday when they stand before Jesus, they can say, I put, I put my trust and faith in you. I know that you have saved me. I know that you are going to uh, welcome me into your kingdom. Uh, what a great confidence assurance to have that. So as opposed to, I wish somebody would have told me so that I would have received you as my Lord and Savior. I wish somebody would have told me. Would you pray with me? If you'd like to receive Jesus. Lord Jesus, Thank you that we can come to this time and remember how you died on the cross for our sin. We know the rest of the story that you rose again and that you ascended into heaven and that you'll come back, that you have given us your Bible, your word to teach us how to live this life and to help others to learn how to follow you and to live for you so that they too can experience the joy of eternal life in you, peace of salvation. Uh, Jesus, please forgive if there's anyone here that has um, not received you as our Lord and Savior. And I'm sorry for making that prayer really long. So if you just got lost in the prayer, we just start over again. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. I believe that you rose again. Please come into my life and save me. Make me the person you created me to be. I want to follow after you. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed something like that, let us know. I want to give you resources to help you to grow in the Christian life. And my last point, number four. Number four, Jesus served others, and we should too. Jesus served others, and we should too. Matthew 20, 26. But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man, that's Jesus, came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life a ransom for many. That's what Jesus did on the cross, is he gave his life a ransom for many, for you, for me, for our children, for our grandchildren, hopefully for uh, those who have gone before us, for our great-grandparents. What a great day it will be in eternity when we get to have that family reunion. That will be so awesome. Satan wants to do everything he can to shut down the message, to cause confusion, to keep you from believing, to keep you from serving, to keep you from sharing, to keep you from pursuing the Lord the way he wants you to. He wants to tempt you to fall into sin so he can shut you up and shut you down. John 10.10 says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Watch this. It's the old rugged cross. Maybe you want to sing along.
I just love that song. Hey, this Sunday, my message is the resurrection upheld. You have to believe in Jesus' resurrection if you want to be saved. And it gives you courage for living the Christian life and hope in eternity. So, uh, because the COVID numbers are on the rise, uh, we'll have a pre-recorded message that we'll put online for those who can't or won't meet with us in public. And you can watch that at riverrockchurch.com. Otherwise, for those of you that want to come, uh, we're meeting at 9.30 a.m. at Oldenburg's Restaurant, 116 West Main Street in Belle Plaine. Uh, that's right next to our ministry center. So um, the reason for that is because we were meeting at the public school, and uh, that's not an option right now with all this COVID stuff. And we have tried to find places to rent, places to buy. We own 10 acres of land, but we haven't uh, been able to afford to build a building out there. And the craziest thing is right now, things have become really expensive to build. So uh, we're being faithful. So we're meeting at the restaurant when we can. We're looking for other locations to meet when we can. When it warms out, warms up a bit, we'll probably meet outdoors again when we can. So uh, we're always putting stuff online. But uh, we want to know how we can pray for you. So go to riverrockchurch.com slash pray. Let us know how we can pray for you. And you can help us keep going by giving to our general fund at riverrockchurch.com. So remember all that Jesus sacrificed to cancel your sin debt and to give you life eternal and life abundantly and share that good news with others. And maybe you'll find this video uh, worth sharing uh, during this Easter weekend. So uh, anyway, uh, God bless and hopefully we'll see you on Sunday. You've been listening to a message from River Rock Church. River Rock Church exists to help people of all ages connect to Christ and live well lives. W stands for worshiping, E for encouraging, L for learning, and L for loving. God wants you to be well. Visit riverrockchurch.com for our latest news and to access resources to help you and the people you care about live well lives.